Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today we have a very beautiful story about two Yidin named Shmerel and Beryl. Why was it so beautiful? Because this story will show a beautiful Mida of very, very ordinary Yidin. Shmerel and Beryl were partners in business. They owned a beer factory. Beer is a drink which is made not like wine from grapes, but it's made from a grain called hops, which I guess is something like wheat. It's pure chametz, pure 100% chametz. And therefore, what happened when it came Pesach? Of course, they couldn't own chametz during Pesach, so they would sell it to a non-Jew. As many people are aware, that this is one way to get rid of our chametz to sell it to a non-Jew. It has to be a real sale, not a joke sale, not a make-believe sale. It has to be done according to halacha, strictly according to halacha, so that it is a real sale. And so every year, they would sell their beer factory to a non-Jew. And if the non-Jew wanted to um, sell it back to them, then they would buy it back. One year, it was Pesach, and it was already Meirev. Everybody in the little town was stuffing Meirev. It was Pesach. Beautiful Meirev with Hallel and everything. And everybody finished, and they were getting ready to go home for their Seder. Beryl said to Shmerel, Shmerel, thank you so much for taking care of selling the beer factory. I was very, very busy this year. I didn't have time to do it. Suddenly, Beryl, his face turned white. Wait a minute, Shmerel. I, 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 I didn't sell the beer factory. I was very busy. I thought that you were taking care of it. Now it was Schmerl's turn that his face became completely white. Oh no! Oh no! Each one thought that the other one had sold the beer factory, and nobody had sold the beer factory. And now it was too late to sell the beer factory because it was already Pesach. In fact, it was already after Chatzos. It was already after midday of Erev Pesach, and already then. We're not allowed to own chametz, and therefore we can't sell it. It was way too late. Oh no! They realized that they were doing an avera, they were doing a sin of owning chametz every single second. Every single second they were doing a, a, a sin of owning chametz. Oh, they began to cry, they were very upset, so upset. Oh no, oh no! What's the matter? Everybody said, what's the matter? They explained. We own chametz right now. The chametz is right there in our factory. It's full of chametz and we made a mistake and we didn't sell it to a non-Jew. And we own that chametz. We are doing an error right now. We're doing a sin right now. And they were so broken, so broken. Everybody felt so bad for them. But what could anybody do? Nobody could do anything. 
All they could do was wait until it was Cholomayid, and then they would be able to destroy everything. But right now, there was nothing they could do. They cried and they cried. They asked Hashem to please forgive them. But after a while, what else could they do? Their families were waiting for them to make the Seder. So eventually, with heavy hearts, very sad, very, very broken, they each went back to their families. And meanwhile, everybody else, although they felt terrible for Beryl and Shmeryl, but they had already gone home to their families too. And Beryl and Shmeryl were just so brokenhearted. And they were dovening to Hashem, Hashem, please forgive us. Please forgive me. Please forgive, forgive my friend Beryl, my friend Shmeryl. And yes, of course, they made the Seder and they tried as hard as they could to be happy during the Seder. Seder is supposed to be the happiest time. They tried very hard to be happy, but it was very difficult because they were so upset that they were, every moment, every moment they were sitting, they were doing an Avera by owning chametz, And so went into the night. In the middle of the night, probably even past the middle of the night, all of a sudden, there came cries and shouts, fire, fire, fire. Oh no, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody heard there's a fire. Now there was no fire engines in those days. The only thing that you could do is make a lineup of people from the river who would pass buckets of water and pour it on the fire if it was allowed because this was already yumtiv. So, of course, the rabbi had to decide what to do, what to do. And there they realized that there was nothing they really they could really do because it was on the other side of the river. And they couldn't really do anything about it. And it was burning, burning, burning. All of a sudden, as everybody was watching the fire and feeling very upset for the poor owner of the building, whatever building it was, there came singing, and there came this sound of singing and singing and dancing and dancing. Who was it? Who was rejoicing over somebody else's tragedy? They looked and they saw it was Barrow and Schmerl. They were singing and they were dancing and singing and dancing. They looked like they were so happy, like they just came out of Mitzrayim. What, what, what are you singing and dancing about? They said, what are you singing? They said, that's our factory. Look, look where it is. It's exactly the spot of our factory. You see, our factory, our beer factory, which is full of chametz, it's burning. It's burning. Hashem is doing us a big favor of destroying all of our chametz. Hashem answered our prayers and he's destroying all of our chametz for us. And when the chametz is all destroyed, then we're not anymore owning chametz. Woohoo! They were so happy, so happy. And that was a story. In fact, yes, the chametz factory burned, the pure factory, which really was all chametz, burned all the way to the ground. There was nothing left. It burned completely. Every single wall, every single room, every single barrel, every single bit of chametz, it was just a big pile of ashes. By the time it came morning or maybe later in the day, 
It was just a big pile of ashes. Nobody else got hurt. Nobody else's house was destroyed because the fear factor was kind of set off by itself. It was kind of a smelly operation. <laughs> if you ever smelled beer being made, it's kind of smelly. And therefore it was built by itself and it burned completely to the ground to a pile of ashes. And Beryl and Schmeller were so happy. So why do we say that this is such a beautiful story? Because you see the beautiful quality of two simple Yidin. These were not um, learned Yidin. They were not Tamidei Chachamim, although of course we all tried to be Tamidei Chachamim. We tried to learn as much as we can, but they were simple people. They didn't have a chance to learn very much as they were growing up. They were simple Yidin, but they knew that it was a, a ver, it was a sin to own chametz. And therefore, when they realized that they were doing the sin of owning chametz, even though it was accidental, it just broke them so much They because they didn't want to be doing a sin. It meant so much to them to be doing what Hashem wants, not what Hashem doesn't want. And when they saw that their prayers were answered, that Hashem actually had saved them from that, and that Hashem himself had destroyed their chametz, they were just so happy. Now, what about the money they lost? They lost everything. They lost all of their money. All of their money was in the business. And in fact, people were saying, Beryl, Shmeryl, you guys are going to be in such trouble financially. You're losing everything. And what will you live off? They said, we don't care. We don't care. All we want is to be doing what Hashem wants. And Hashem destroyed our chametz. Now we don't own chametz. We don't care. Hashem will help us get started again in our business. But just we don't want to own any chametz. That shows the real, true Jewish heart. Someone who just wants to do what Hashem wants, and he wants to do it as best he can, whether he is learned or is not. Of course, again, we also always want to be learned. We want to learn as much Torah as possible. But still, sometimes we see with simple people, beautiful Jewish qualities, and these were two such people. Now, what does it have to do with Mashiach and Gula? Well, right away, as soon as we hear a story about Pesach, we realize that when Mashiach comes, Pesach will be gar under. She'll be very, very different than today. Because we will all be living in Eretz Yisrael. We will all go up to the base of Mikdash. We will all have our carbon Pesach there. And we'll have our Seder nearby. And we will be able to celebrate Pesach the way it really is supposed to be celebrated, the way the Torah says. And so too, all the halachas and all of the mitzvahs of the Torah will we'll be able to keep all of them when Mashiach comes. And this will be a beautiful time, a beautiful situation for Yidin that will be able to learn in a way that we've never learned before and do mitzvahs the way we've never done them before. And therefore, we always look forward so much, as the Rambam says, Therefore, people who understand this look forward so much to Mashiach coming because that will be the true time of Torah and mitzvahs in the, in the full sense. Please keep in mind that Mashiach, of course, is coming, but it will come even faster by us adding and learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, and especially learning about Mashiach and Geula will speed up the coming of Mashiach and especially through our goodness and kindness that we do, honoring our parents and all other mitzvahs, 
They would have great success in doing this and bring Mashiach quickly, immediately, if not sooner. Thank you so much for listening to a very long story on Jewish stories and more.